Welcome to the Liberal Europe Podcast, European Liberal Forum Project. I'm your host, Ricardo Silvestre. And with today's episode, we start a mini-series of conversation regarding success stories of Liberal parties in the European Union. As we get close to the European Parliament elections, we thought that the process to prepare for elections gives the opportunity to present the work done by some parties in ALDA that have been having, or had lately, good electoral results. With this, we aim to share good practices, ideas, and tactics to have success in reaching voters and keeping them engaged. And for that, we invited three representatives of political parties of the liberal family that had or have an integral role in the preparation of general elections for national parliaments. We will start with Baz Irlings. He was a former campaign manager for VVD, the People's Party for Freedom and Democracy in the Netherlands, that had 21.3% of the electorate in 2017 for 33 MPs and with the government led by Mark Rutte. And then in 2021, they had 21.8% of the vote with 34 MPs and again the lead of the Dutch government. We're also going to meet Carlos Guimarães Pinto from EL or Liberal Initiative in Portugal that had its first election contest in 2018 where they had 1.3% of the vote for just one MP but then had an increase to 4.9% of the vote in 2022 for eight MPs where Carlos is included. And then for our last episode, we'll talk with Stan Lansu from the Reform Party of Kayakalas in Estonia, where in 2021 they had 28.8% of the vote for 34 MPs and the lead of the government, and then in 2023 a growth to 31.2% with 37 MPs for a government coalition led by Kalas. So with these presentations done, just one final note to mention that two of these conversations were recording during the ALDA Party Congress in Stockholm with Baz and Sten, and then in the Portuguese Parliament with Carlos. So enough of me babbling here on the podcast, let's bring Baz to tell us how VVD has kept itself as a political powerhouse in the Netherlands. And after this conversation, I'll be back to tell you about some of the ways you get involved and to know more about the preparation for the European elections with the Alde Party Manifesto and the Limec Manifesto. I'm here with Baz Erlings. Baz, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's great to have you here. And I am looking forward to this conversation because not only your experience in the past, but also the work you've been doing, your consulting firm. And we're going to get there in a second because now I want you to please introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell you the path that you took to the point that we're not talking on the podcast. Okay. Well, my name is Bas and I've been working for the VVD since from, from 2013 till 2021. I quit after the last um, national election. And I started out as um, head of communication and campaign manager and the last year since 2017 I was chief strategist and campaign manager for um, the parliamentary group for the prime minister and for the party. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, why did you quit? Any reason in particular? Oh yeah, um, I quit together with the, the majority leader the, in, in, in parliament of the, of the VVD and former minister of defense uh, because one night when we drove home from a concert we decided that we wanted to have a different sort of life, okay. a more balanced life <laughs> and that we learned so much doing these campaigns and developing this new way of strategizing, of communicating and we so, had so much success with it that we thought well we should make a, a, a method of this and help uh, companies, uh, pop artists, foreign politicians with this method to be successful as well. 
It's a good so reason. We, so we did. It's a good reason as any other it's reason. It's a great life. But <laughs> so how did you get interested in politics in, in this area in particular, which is the mechanics of politics? Yeah, the, f the fun thing is that I started out in the music industry as a uh, A&R manager for a few major record companies. Mm, so uh, let me introduce you. He, he does know how to hold the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, f I figured my, my wife was working for the European Parliament and I wanted to live in the city where she lived. And um, I figured that politics was almost like music industry. So why not give that a go? No, you have to continue that. that <laughs> you have to continue that train of thought. Politics is pretty much like music. Yeah, it's the, the, the way you're creating a successful politician or a successful party is quite similar to creating pop artists. Really? Yeah. Uh, again, go, go a little bit. You're talking about the message. You're talking about the timings. You're talking about the, yeah, the it's narratives. It's, um, it's, it's both a, uh, both a, a completely ir irrational process uh, where, well, if you're a voter or a fan, it's it's quite similar what's happening in your head and and it could be a political message or a song but but it's also it's always about um uh, building hit singles making things click making people enthusiastic for something and um the the, the systems are all the same but I, I rarely get blown out of the water <laughs> with, with this podcast i've been doing this for a couple of years now yeah. but my mind is blown um, I'll, I'll have to get. I'll have to ask you to come back to the podcast. <laughs> we'll just talk about that. But uh, we need to. Also, your time is short, so we need to move forward to the reason for this uh, podcast and this mini series of podcasts, which is how successful liberal parties have been preparing to uh, go to the European elections of 2024. Yeah. Uh, you, in particular, and you just uh, mentioned that your connection with VVD as chief strategist and campaign manager. So how did the Volkspartei for Virhead und Demokratie? <laughs> That's it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, established itself in the Netherlands. So how does VVD, as it was growing up as a party, and then as he was settling in to be a, a viable government party. How was that process? Um, well, I haven't been there for the complete uh, 75 years. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, it, Wikipedia is there for, for yeah, those yeah. people. But the big breakthrough was in 2010, when for the first time we won. We won a national election. And that was during the economic crisis when uh, Mark Rutte, the, the, our, our prime minister, was... Uh, how do I say it? He was, he, he had a story about the government not handling it well. He was the new fresh breath of air, the guy mm -hmm. who would really get things done, would, would be a new style of, of politics and would, would keep people safe. And that, and that really appealed at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the right message at the right moment. And, and that's almost by accident because in Holland, the VVD was never used to be the, the, the biggest party, almost by accident. We all of a sudden won the election. And it took us a few years to even get, get used to the idea <laughs> of being the biggest uh, party. A good problem to have. Let's yeah, say. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, but, but, but of course, it, it, it's no coincidence. Um, I, I, w I wasn't doing the campaign at that moment in 2010. Um, but um, the, the guy who ran the campaign really got into polling, in researching, in uh, not in going into a bar and 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 the the, the slogan that sticks is going to be the campaign, but really uh, do it professionally and make something great out of it. And, and I think that that this guy, uh, um, 
um, really laid the foundation for uh, for the for the success of the VVD. Go a little bit to our listeners, and I do understand that following liberal politics, the Netherlands is always a good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We tend to turn into our Dutch friends and 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 copy them, but. Uh, with a little more detail now, what is the vision of VVD, the party that you work with? And I'm sure you're still uh, a voter of VVD. What is the yeah. vision for Dutch society? And if you don't mind, to the European project also. Well, it's a bit blurred at the moment. I think that that's one of their problems, what their, what their vision is. But originally, it's, it's a liberal party, a bit of the right side of the spectrum. So mm -hmm. tough on crime, on migration, always focusing on the economy and growth and people having the freedom to make something of their lives. But on the other hand, Dutch society has also been very progressive on social issues. Yeah. So, uh, I, because I do know the history of VVD. Yeah. And so, how did you guys square that double need, which is, we're going to be fiscal responsible, we're going to be economically driven, freedom of the market and freedom of economics. Yeah. But on the same time, this is a society that normally people want to be free to make their own choices. Yeah. Did that come as an annex or... VVD was always also concerned with that part of politics. Yeah, very concerned. And I think that, that gay marriage was um, started in the Netherlands and VVD was a big part of establishing that. Mm -hmm. And we're, um, on, on those subjects, we've always been extremely liberal, mm -hmm. uh, but always combined with being more on the right side of the spectrum when it comes to security and the economy. And, um, very good. And it's been a successful formula because uh, the party has been in power for some time now. which uh, 13 years, yeah. And Mark Rutte is the longest serving prime minister ever in the Netherlands. Exactly. How do you maintain that? How do, how do you, you, as a strategist, how can you have your voters keep coming back for more because they do believe that this is the way to, for a country to be run? Yeah, well, I think the secret is... Um, Behavioral psychology and behavioral research. Oh, That's where it all oh, how, how, how long do you have? <laughs> 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 That's where it's all happening. I think that the job of a, um, a campaign manager, of someone working in communication, is to understand more than anyone else of, of the way that people make decisions, mm -hmm. how that works. In the, it's a, most of our decisions are taken completely irrational, which car we're going to buy, which clothes we're going to buy, which partner we're going to fell for, what we're going to eat. It's all very irrational process. And voting is as well. So understanding how decision-making works in our heads and design for the way our heads work, that's, that's completely crucial. Normally, a political partner will not be in power for longer than six, seven years, the normal product cycle. But if you completely understand how this voting behavior works and design, and, and, and design it for people, then, then you can... Yeah, you can crush the cycle and uh, and keep going for quite a long time. Well, I'll get let's go into details. So when you when you when a party like VVD thinks, all right, we need to break that cycle of irrationality. We need to show ourselves as a rational actor, and that people can depend on us for good governance. Yeah, you were just talking like, for example, security. Yeah, or you're talking like, for example, frugality, yeah. which is something that we Mediterraneans <laughs> know from our Dutch friends very, very well. So how how then you get to that point? How did you craft that message? You keep doing polling after polling. You 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 go to the constituencies, or you see trends, and then you adapt the message to bring everyone with you. It's it's quite an uh, extensive process, but it always starts with finding some underlying need of people in their unconscious minds that they 
that they've got trouble verbalizing. So you can't do focus groups. You really got to find something underneath that, that that normally is something they're afraid of. That's uh, that's in 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 the end we all want to live a prosperous, safe life with the people we care about and everything that can get into the way of of this life. That's something that we are looking at politics for to to keep them safe. But it's never you're never normally you're not going to win elections on a strong economy or on keeping things safer. You always got to on a value base, you can you got to find something that's one level below that in our unconscious mind. And policy is just a way of getting this irrational, unconscious problem that you'll find across to people. This is fascinating. I was present on a workshop organized by European Liberal Forum about the future of liberalism. Yeah. And the last one was the one that I was present. We were talking about messaging to mm -hmm. winning in elections. And that is a tension which is the one that is a perspective of optimism and and looking forward and you know being positive things and the other one is that you said which is yes but you have to find someone that will break that ice of people not interested in voting or people don't know where to vote yeah where 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 do you place yourself on that tension between not trying to scare people <laughs> to vote for you, yeah. but on the other hand, making them make that conscious choice. Well, it, it's, you're, you're not going to make, let them, they're, they're never going to make conscious a conscious choice. They can't. They're, we're just unable, we're, we're just incapable of doing that. It's like um, the, the part of our brain that makes decisions for us is unable to handle facts and figures. It just can't handle it. Yes. And there's, there's one very small part of our brain, as Daniel Kahneman, the Nobel Prize winner, says, it's between 2 and 5% of our energy goes there. And this part of our brain can handle facts, but just a little bit. If we, if we say, okay, this time I'm not going to buy the car I like the most, that's within my budget, I'm going to do it completely rationally, then we can um, look at three cars and compare them on three main things we find, in, find important. And in the end... 80% of the times we, we will still come up with the car that we initially liked the best. That's just how irrational we are. So winning election, elections always start with acknowledging how irrational people are. All right, let's, then let's, that's our starting point. People are irrational. Okay? And actually, that is very well known in politics. People voting against their own interests. Yeah. They voted because that's the irrationality coming through. So again, how then... VVD has been doing it, and you from your experience, it's just messaging, is it's being close to people, is listening to because there's this thing, well, we should listen to people. Yeah. But are those things not enough? Because otherwise it looks, but I'm terribly sorry to say this, but it looks like hopeless in a way. Why we do politics then? <laughs> no, yeah. He just he just shrugged his shoulders as <laughs> yeah. I was talking. <laughs> yeah, but um, and I think that that should be the difference between uh, populist parties and serious parties. Is okay. We're not going to buy then maybe the car that's best, but we're not going. We're as well not going to buy the car that performs worse than. So you got to have built a perfect car, but you're not going to sell it because it's a perfect car. 
so so you gotta do your work. You gotta bake. Uh, you you gotta make the best food you can make. But you're not gonna sell it because it is the best food. But you gotta add something extra to it, to to make sure that people come to your restaurant. And so that's that's the way it works in politics as well. So you gotta run a country perfectly. But but that's not the reason they're gonna vote for you. I'm really sorry. You gotta find. You you gotta give them another reason to vote for you. Very good. I'm. I'm this is amazing. Uh, again. We're just scratching the surface of so many interesting, interesting things. But again, for a question of time, we need to move. Yeah. Um, the party uh, VVD has five members of the parliament. Uh, there's a challenge, I know, yeah. from following Dutch politics. It's going to be hard to maintain those five. But let's say the the party does, and maybe mm -hmm. uh, maintain or increase. Now, uh, from your experience, because now you're not associated with that process, but from your experience, what is then the best strategy to run for a European election, not for a national one? Yeah, um, but the problem with European elections um, are, is always that it's all politics are local, mm -hmm. and European elections tend to be quite far away. Mm -hmm. So you've got to find a way to make it relevant for me in my own small life at home with my family, having this prosperous life. And that you can't give me rational things like, oh, if we don't, it's going to cost us blah, 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 billions in blah, blah, blah years. It's that our head just can't handle it. So how do you make it relevant? And I think we've, we're for, for that, um, it's, we are in very interesting times with the war going on in Europe. Um, with uh, Brexit um, in, in, the, in the UK uh, not going that well. We are at, it's easy to show people that, that um, we are more relevant than ever. And uh, of course, I, I first would start with doing research by completely understanding what's in the unconscious part of the brains of, of, of your voters, what's going on. But I think that it's somewhere in the area of people feeling proud that Europe is playing a big role better than the Americans in supporting Ukraine, mm -hmm. in getting things done, not only talking, but getting th things done, being being a bit tough. So I think that VVD, if it's if it would focus on 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 that on that process, it, if it's gonna search there and find something like VVD is always the, the party of the doers, the, mm -hmm. the people that get things done, that roll up their sleeves and, and get going. And if you can can project that feeling on European politics and what's necessary now to keep Europe safe in this war, I think that you could find something there to to build upon. Was the the response to the COVID pandemic something that had some uh, uh, reflection in the Netherlands because I, I know that no that no. did not work no that all felt local it's all, it was all about the prime minister doing press conferences every week uh, that is fantastic Bas and and um, sorry to put you on the spot but I have to ask you this which is w when we Portuguese people but also some of other uh, Iberian and Mediterranean countries when we look at our Dutch friends. And the yeah. Dutch friends are frugal and they have their accounts in order and they have, you know, their society running as best as they can. When you look the other way around, which is from VVD or from the Dutch people looking at the Mediterranean, the Iberian Peninsula and thinking about the European project. Yeah. yeah. Is, is that taking a toll? Is that something that you guys also have to worry to to message on that particular point? Meaning that a strong EU against Russia, a strong EU against China 
a strong EU also with our friends from other countries yeah. trying to do their best. Let's go yeah. that way. <laughs> well, to start with, we're all really jealous of our southern European friends for their lifestyle and well, <laughs> and um, um, they're, they're enjoying life and the good food and the great weather. And um, we all uh, that's, uh, we're always going on holiday there, and, and secretly we're just uh, jealous. <laughs> yeah, but th saying that, yeah, I think that the the money going to Greece. Um, is a bit of a trauma for a lot of okay. uh, people in the Netherlands. Yeah, but I, I, I just basically remember that was a big thing, the money going to, to Greece and everyone, and, and everyone thinking it would never come back. So this solidarity thing of, of the, the, the Dutch um, ma ma making sure they're not spending more than they earn and, and then having the feeling that, that because they're doing that money goes to the south, yeah, that's, that, 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 that's, that's really a problem. Well, but if you can give uh, a little note to our friends in VVD, please tell them to promote on this European elections that we've been doing our best. <laughs> yeah. we've been we, we have been learning with you guys, so we're making a more solidarity, but also a stronger European Union on that particular point, Perfect. which is fiscal responsibility. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. Uh, we uh, have a couple more minutes because I really want to go into uh, the work you do. So t tell us about the consulting firm which is Sue and the Alchemist. So to tell us what kind of alchemy are you doing Yeah, here? well, uh, basically what I was telling about politics, that's what we do now for companies, for uh, uh, pop stars, for foreign politicians. Um, I do doing this together with Klaas Dijkhoff. Uh, he's the former um, majority leader in parliament and minister of defense. And we've been doing campaigns together for VVD and together with Tom de Bruyne. And he's a behavioral psychologist that we're just in awe of that we... Um, uh, yeah, that we started this with, and, and especially what we do is we help companies to make decisions, build strategies on on uh, the way our heads work. So, so how do how do you get your customers? How do you get more market share? If you want to sell beer, people can do not cannot tell one from the other when it comes to taste. But when they're in the store, they know exactly which beer brand to grab and what it means for them and what they're going to show to their friends and what the deal is when they're buying this. So that's what we design. And we do that for a lot of international companies when it comes to their, their brands, their products, uh, a lot of uh, pop stars. Um, we, we, uh, you, you can have a hit single, but how do you create fans for yourself and be successful and sell tickets and have a long and prosperous career? That's a, that are the things that we uh, design. So you guys are cracking our minds in the Sioux and the Alchemist. That's, that's what, what we're is. doing, to <laughs> let you make better decisions and have a happier life. But uh, while I still have you here in a couple more minutes, are you still interested in politics? Will yeah, you yeah, I'm, be I'm, a campaign manager again? Will well, that, will yeah, that we're, we're working now for a Belgian politician, and he's now, we picked him up when he was at 8%, and he's now the, the most uh, popular and successful politician in Belgium. And he hopefully he's going to win this year, and we love to do it. And um, we, we are also interested in helping other countries. Well, uh, listen, this has been a great uh, pleasure to have you on the podcast. I'm so happy that you can share with us <laughs> some amazing insights about not only how our brain works, but how to break into uh, the collective mind and the individual mind regarding messaging. I am still completely um, amazed by the comparison with music. <laughs> I, I, we need to explore <laughs> yeah. that because th there is some rhythm to it. I understand that. I never thought of, in a way that you did uh, to get to that detail. But the, the, the rhythm, there's a certain rhythm to it, which is a politician. They also need to have a message. They have their 
greatest hits, as you were saying. Yeah. They go from place to place to place to place. So there's 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 a lot of similarity in there. I think they they always were the same boys on the schoolyard when they were young. But there's one sort of boys that started to study harder, and the other ones just um, uh, got rebellious and took the other path. And there's an audience also. Yeah. And then, uh, sorry, Bas. Uh, 30 more seconds, because otherwise, because this is this is tremendous. Trump is a great example of that. I think so. Trump is a showman. He's just putting a show, and people eat it up. Yeah. So it is. It is a rock star. I hate him, but he is a rock star. At Bruce Springsteen, Obama are huge. I saw Springsteen play yesterday evening, and and that's it's it's religion, it's politics, it's everything. But I I, th I think that Obama's a rock star as well. Yeah. He's filling arenas by himself, just telling stories. We just opened an entire highway here where <laughs> I'm going to hire the consulting firm Sue and the Alchemist so that I can have more success <laughs> with this podcast <laughs> and with this conversation. I've been talking with Baz Erlings. Baz, this was amazing. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Thank you. See you next time. I'm back, just reminded that you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you feel like it, give us a five-star review. In that way, you can help us spread even more liberal values and ideas. Now, as promised, let me get into how you can get involved and know more about the political process preparing for the European elections. For example, with the other party, we have the 2024 Manifesto Process, that has been having town hall meetings locally, for example, in Lithuania, in Portugal, in Bulgaria, and in Denmark. There was also a series of workshops where I was very privileged to attend one of them, via European Liberal Forum, and this process being led by our good friend and MEP Svenja Han. Then you have the 2024 LIMEC Electoral Manifesto, Let's Fix Our Future, that was adapted in Budapest during their Spring Congress. And we also will have Laia Komerma, another friend of the podcast and policy officer at LIMEC, to talk about this manifesto later in the year. I'm going to put all the links on the podcast show notes so that you can access all this information. So please get involved, help us in this process, because these European elections are going to be very, very important and there's a lot at stake. And this is all for now. I'll be back soon with more podcasts. Until then... Let's keep making the world a better place. This podcast is produced by the European Liberal Forum, co-founded by the European Parliament, and have the support of the social liberal movement Think Tank in Portugal and Liberty Foundation in Poland. The views expressed herein are those of the speakers alone, and these views do not necessarily reflect those of the European Parliament and or the European Liberal Forum. Yeah.